Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to MGM Podcast. I am your host, Ms. Tassie, and it is Tuesday, February 19th, and we're so happy that you have decided to listen in and enjoy our conversation with author Nancy J. Lewis. As you can tell, I am battling a cold. I think it's just that time of year. You know, people have colds. Um, I've even heard some cases of the flu going around. It's just been um, one of those time periods. We had the coldest, I think the coldest day of the year in certain parts of the country, and it's just been (laughs) cold in different spots. But I'm so excited today because, um, I'm going to tell you now, if you've not heard, heard of our podcast, you know, we interview celebrities, everyday women and men, business owners, just people doing great things, transforming lives. And so when I chatted with Nancy yesterday, I was like, you have to be on the podcast. You have to be on the show. And for those of you, please remember to follow at Dare to Aspire. Um, on social media, you know, we have our ninth drum roll. Where is my drum roll? We have our ninth Dare to Aspire conference in Atlanta, Saturday, June 15th. I'm super excited um, because it's just, we're going to be honoring some amazing women like the former First Lady, Sarah Reed, Sarah Elizabeth Reed, and she's just so phenomenal, and um, you're going to hear more about her and everything she's done for the city of Atlanta, and I love that she is an Atlanta native. So anyway, that's going to be really good. Okay, without further ado, I want to take a break and then come back and introduce Nancy. Hair Yum is the fastest growing vegan hair care product on the market. Hair Yum can transfer your hair with just one wash. Cleanse with no harsh chemicals, sulfates, or detergents. The Hair Yum collection is available now at HairYum.com. Take the challenge. Go vegan. Get Hair Yum at HairYum.com. That's H-A-I-R-Y-U-M.com. Your hair will thank you for it. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us on this um Beautiful Tuesday. Yesterday was President's Day, and um, today is Tuesday the 19th. So Nancy J. Lewis is the founder and president of Progressive Techniques, Inc., where the theme of her organization is developing a better you. Nancy has 25 years' experience in professional development, diversity, inclusion, leadership, and communication skills. A former Dale Carnegie Carnegie instructor for 13 years, an adjunct faculty instructor for Georgia State University, where she's a seasoned professional leveraging practical skills to resolve complex workplace issues, and she also conducts motivational keynotes, okay? So she's facilitated many events. She also has her own conference that she's been doing for 11 years. That's amazing. She's going to talk to us about that. And she's going to talk to us about how each of us can develop our best selves. Nancy has been engaging and energizing women all over the world. She empowers them and equips them to be the very best that they can be. So 
please, where is our drum roll? Or I always say drum roll. Where is our applause? Let me introduce Nancy. Hello, Good morning. Nancy. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome thank you for the- having me on the show. Well, Yes, thank you. I said I'm great except for this cold, but I'm so excited to jump right in. Okay, so Nancy, please, everybody wants to know, I talked about your background, but in your words, just tell us how you got to be um, where you are now. Well, I got to be where I am now because of the grace of God, first of all. Um, I started out in healthcare, but realized healthcare was not a good fit for me in terms of my personality and all the things that I wanted to do, I, I like flexibility. I like innovation and change. And when you work in healthcare, it's restricted for a lot of reasons, and and it needs to be. But it just wasn't uh, where I needed to be. So I was blessed to be able to start doing sales support training uh, over 20 years ago with uh, Johnson Johnson Company when I lived in New Jersey, and realized that God had given me a gift to be able to engage audiences and speak to people and influence individuals. And then I had the tremendous opportunity and blessing to they made me take Dale Carnegie course because they said I needed to refine my sometimes my attack and diplomacy, and so I took Dale Carnegie <laughs> courses as a participant. But I was so impressed by it because it was the only place I'd ever been to any class where you focus on what people do right the whole time. And so later on, I became a Dale Carnegie instructor and I taught for them uh, part time in the evening, and I took vacation days for 13 years. And so. People kept telling me, you need to start your own business, you're good at speaking, you engage people, you have the twinkle in your eye, all that. I'm like, well, I haven't heard from God, so I just can't leave. And continue to develop my skill sets while working corporate, taking classes, because I tell people, continue to invest in learning when you work for an organization. Take as many classes as you can, because they're transferable. And I knew at some point in time I would probably jump ship, and when the opportunity presented itself uh, back in 1996, that's when I left, and I praise God I have not been back. There have been difficult times because the entrepreneur's journey is real. It is not all a cakewalk. It's not all peaches and cream. There are times where you are in seasons of famine. You are in the valley. But the fact is, I know it says, yeah, though I walk through the valley. It doesn't say I stay there. So I know God has me. And through it, you develop your faith. You develop greater faith. So that's how I got to where I am now is an evolution. But I love what I do. So I'm a marketplace evangelist because I get to evangelize Jesus in the marketplace sometimes without even saying anything about the Bible. Wow, that's, you know, that's a little bit about I know who I, I, I told you have you have so much experience, and I want to get to like it all. But let me just because a lot of women, especially that attend our conference, Day to Aspire, they're working a full time job and they hate it, and they want to get out and start a business. What was it that really pushed you to say, you know what, 1996, you know, I'm done, and I'm going to do my own thing? Well, I always believe in the importance of building relationships. And that's something that I tell people it doesn't matter where you are, whether you work for a company or you're self-employed, you have to develop the art of building strong relationships, not just networking, but relationships where people connect. As I tell people, I do a workshop that says forget networking. It's about connecting. So building those relationships with people that can influence, that can open up doors. So I would attend a lot of events, and I would make people that I would follow up with this, follow up with and stay in contact with. And I just realized for me, that working the nine to five, I wasn't going to get rich there, and I knew I just couldn't jump ship. So I began to invest in taking classes while I had my job, my full time job. I would come home in the week, in the evening, sometimes, and go to seminars and do things. I would take my vacation days to do training for companies. 
So, I mean, I didn't get a lot of vacation wow. days for a while because I was using my vacation days to train while I was preparing to jump ship. I tell people, you prepare for your entrepreneurial venture while you have your day job. So I tell people, mm. what is it you would wow. do for free? Because when you get into what you would do for free, that is your purpose. And when your purpose and passion connect, you're walking in your destiny. So what people have to ask themselves is, what would I do? for free that I enjoy so much I'd be willing to do for free. Now, understand you want to get paid, and you will get paid, but you're willing to speak in some venues for free. I love what I do. There are times I speak for youth groups. I speak in ministries where I don't charge anybody because I love what I do. I know it's a ministry. God gave me the gift, so wherever he tells me to go in terms of what I'm doing stuff with youth or in sometimes ministry, I just go and be a blessing. Now, when I go into corporate and government and all that, oh, it's paid. Because they have the dollars to do it, but I began. <laughs> That's the, right. I began the the journey while I had my day job. So I tell people, talk to people, go to networking events. People will tell me, "I'm so tired. I work all day. I come home. I have no energy left." You have to fight and press your way in. And I tell people, at the end of the day, five years will pass. Two years will pass, whether you do anything or not. So carve out in a period of a whole week, where you have multiple hours. You can take out two hours on a Saturday to say, "I'm going to work." Every Saturday I'm going to spend two hours from 2 to 4 or 1 to 3, whatever time it is, and I'm going to focus on what would I be willing to do for free? What do I enjoy doing that I would be willing to do for free? Because when you tap into that, you're tapping into that purpose that God has called you to be here for. But you do it while you have your day job. And you begin to sometimes you have to take vacation days to go to seminars because you want to invest in yourself. You ask your company to send you to classes that will help you develop more leadership skills, more interpersonal skills, because when you leave, you take those skill sets with you. Have them invest in you. Wherever you go, those skill sets go with you. Wow, that is so, I mean, you are dropping so many nuggets. I told everybody, make sure they get a pen and paper, because, Nancy, you are really just dropping some nuggets. Now, I want to talk about developing, you know, a better you. What do you think it takes for women to develop a better you. They have to fall, first of all, they have to fall in love with the Jesus in them. They have to quit sometimes looking for outside validation and know that God has already validated them. That's your foundation. Mm. You have to be anchored in your spirituality. My anchor is my spirituality. It's God. People are in different places in their life. It's no judgment. People are in different uh, levels in their career. They're in different spaces within their spiritual walk. But you've got to have something that grounds you, that keeps you grounded, that you're not always looking for outside validation because many times you will not get it. There are haters out there. That is real. But you don't focus on that. You focus on what God has called you to do. So you really have to just sometimes limit everyone who's in the front row seat of your life does not need to be there. Sometimes you need to understand as you elevate or have aspirations to elevate and do things differently, everybody will not want to go with you, and you're going to have to leave some people behind. Wow, everyone doesn't word. deserve the front row seat in your life. Some people need to be moved to the balcony, down the street, another subdivision, but they need to be moved because when you start to share your dreams, your visions with people who don't have a visionary, they're not visionaries, they're comfortable, they're complacent, and it's nothing wrong with that. But if you know I'm an eagle, I want to hang with other eagles because we're thinking about vision, where we're going to go, what's next, what can God do? Some people don't have that vision, they don't have that desire, and it's no harm. That's no issue. It's just the fact I can't share my dreams with you because you may cause me to abort before the dream comes to fruition. Wow. And you know what, Nancy, you made a good point. You can't share your dreams with everybody. And I remember at our conference, I think it was last year or two years ago, a lady asked a question. She said, well, what if 
you know, you can't leave the person. It's like your mom or your spouse, and they're just really downing everything you do. Like, what do you do then? You know, how can well, you, you still develop yourself? You don't go share, ahead. Please. You can live with people. You can live with your spouse. You can have a spouse. You can have your parents. Um, I've been married before. I'm divorced now, but I was married, and my mom and my, my ex-husband at the time, um, sometimes they could not see what I was doing. So I just sometimes did not share everything with them because they couldn't relate. If you've not walked the entrepreneurial space, if you've not had to walk by faith to believe that your check will be there even though they've lost your invoice three times and you haven't been paid in 90 days, been there, you learn to really be careful who you share with. It doesn't matter who you live with. You don't have to share your dreams with them. The innermost secrets, you just talk to God about, God, how would you have me do this? Who do I need to talk to? He will send the right people that will cross your path that you can talk to. But everybody, I don't care if it's your mother, your husband, your sister, they can't embrace what God is, where God is taking you because sometimes that's not where they desire to go. And it's okay. But you just don't have those conversations with them. You talk about other things. But you can't, many times people are boarding their dreams before they come to fruition because they share them with the wrong people, dream busters, who tell you, do you know where you grew up? Wow. Do you know, you, <laughs> you can't do that. And so you, because it's, it's just being, being birthed, so it, does, it hasn't had a chance to take shape and form in life. So you begin to doubt yourself, and you say, well, you know what, they're right, I can't do that. So while you are in that first trimester, don't share a lot, because some people, they don't share that they're pregnant until they get past the first trimester. That's right. So That's as you're right. birthing that dream, that vision, be careful who you share with. And you know, I learned early on, that was one of the first lessons I learned when I was working, when I left corporate and had my first uh, opportunity for doing trading. And I realized that at some point I was going to need to have some more business. So things got tough because I had not been this way before. And so I started telling some friends of mine, hey, you know, this entrepreneurial journey, this is no joke. You know, I have to really work hard. I have to have my hustle skirt on. People don't call you back. And they told me, girl, just get your real job. You've got skills, degrees. Go get your real job where you get paid every other week or once a month. And I was like, but I have a real job. They said, no, one where you get a guaranteed check every other week. Then I realized they can't relate to where I am. So I stopped sharing things with them because I was looking for someone to encourage me to say, don't give up. Don't stop. Keep pressing in. You will achieve. You will get what you want. Just keep hang- Just continue to just move forward. I was looking for that push, not someone telling me, oh, just get your real job. So I learned earlier, one of the first lessons I learned is you cannot share your struggles when you're going through a famine or a season of where things are not working the way you want to. You can't share that with people unless they are a true entrepreneur who's been down that path. Wow, that is a word. You are preaching. I love it. Now, okay, we are chatting with author Nancy J. Lewis, and she is dropping some gems. Okay, Next question, Nancy, because I just want to, I mean, I could talk to you all day. You have so much wisdom. I just learned a lot on this journey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about, let's switch gears and talk about your conference. Um, So share about your conference, and then we're going to talk about, because a lot of people want to get into the conference game. Every time they get (laughs) inspired, they ask me, what do I do? And you've been somebody that has done conferences for a lot of years. So talk about your conference and then I'll ask you a question about the conference game. Okay. Well, our conference is called Transforming Women Entrepreneurs. We call it TWE. And it's, we're celebrating 11 years, March the 7th of this year, at the Atlanta Technical College on Metropolitan Parkway. We started this program, my colleague, Yay! Um, dear friend. <laughs> 11 years. Applause, That's applause. Awesome. It's like, yes. 
Aranda had a dear, a dear friend and colleague. We started this together because we wanted to create a forum and a platform where business professionals could come together in an, in an environment where people were thinking visionary. They were thinking eagle. So we launched it 11 years ago. After the first year, Rhonda wanted to do some other things, but I knew what we had come up with was a God idea, so I kept doing the event, and here we are 11 years later. So March the 7th, we'll be celebrating 11 years, and the theme is Leveraging, Lifting, and Leading, Women Launching to New Levels. And so we have a cadre of 11 speakers. We have a keynote speaker who is Krista Khalil, who is a Porsche, works with Porsche Cars North America, who's the director of procurement there. She's on the opening keynote, a dynamic a woman of God. She is a very good speaker. And then we have speakers. Tawanda Black, of course, is our moderator's KISS 104.1. She's been with us from the very beginning, so I'm very thankful and praise God for just the support that God is getting because this is truly a God event. It is nothing that I do. God directs and orders everything that happens, and it's just been amazing. We have some amazing speakers, Sharon Cox, Katina Hall, Reverend Dr. Jennifer Eichelberger, Tana Gildia, Beverly Tate, Dr. Gabriel Starr, Minister Heidi Walker, Barbara Day Curtis, Alicia Dupree, Lori A. Manns. And so it's just going to be a full day from social media information to mental health to uh, talking about healthy diets to talk about are you camera ready, to talk about your finances, to talk about some of our millennials who are doing some amazing and great things, to corporates telling people what they need to be mindful of in this space we're in now, to um, talking about entrepreneur's path, because people think it's all pie and sky, and it's not. There are a lot of hills and valleys on the entrepreneur's journey, so some of them are going to talk about that. So it's a full day of immersion of information and inspiration that will help you to be able to connect with like-minded individuals so that you'll have conversations beyond that day. So that's it. That's that's the event, 11 years. So I praise God for 11 years. 11 years. You know, we did the applause. Now, let me ask you, Nancy, in Atlanta, and everybody knows this, whether you've attended an event or you're thinking of doing your own event, and there are a lot of people who who really want to do events, what advice do you have for those people who are listening and like, wow, I would really want to be like Nancy and have an event and celebrate my event 11 years later? What what advice can you share about conference planning? (laughs) We talked about this yesterday, and we had some interesting dialogue. In Atlanta, there are so many conferences. There are conferences every day that are coming up on the social media platform, literally. And so what happens is that you have so many people have to pick from. They have to decide where they're going to go. And basically what it really boils down to is we talk about everyone has their own tribe of people that are loyal to them, that are going to support them and their events. But everyone wants to have their own event, and it's great to do them, it is a wonderful thing to host the conference, but the most difficult part I found in the conference is that getting people to go ahead and press the paid button to attend so they can guarantee that they're going to be there. People will talk about, I'm going to come, I'm going to come. And one, a lesson I learned early on in the conference business when I did one of the first ones is that I had colleagues who told me, I'm going to be there. Just put me down. I'm confirmed. And so I did because I'm like, hey, you told me you're going to come. So then I guarantee for a lot more people that showed up that day, and the people where you do the event, they don't care. Whatever you say, if you say 50 people and 20 come, they still going to give you your invoice for 50 people. So I learned now, if you don't press the send button to pay, you're not counting. And so a lot of times exactly. people will have different uh, things they'll put out there, sold out. You may be sold out, but you gave away all the seats. Or you gave away a lot of seats. And don't misunderstand me. There's nothing wrong with sowing seats. I sow seed into every conference I have. There are people that are there who have not paid. But there are a lot of people that have paid because I have to pay the people who come and support me, a videographer, 
camera person, the venue, the food, all that has to be paid for. So you don't want to lose yep. money. But many times what happens when you're early on, I took this to Savannah last year for the first time, and I knew going for the first time you're going to always basically not going to make a profit. And I was okay with that. And so yeah. I, I might have been out of a I, Lost a little money, but it wasn't a lot. But I knew that going in because it was the first time going to Savannah, so I had to build a base there. But I went in with the expectation. We yeah. did marketing. I even paid for advertisement, which is what I don't do. I paid for advertising in Savannah. I don't do that. But because it's not my market, I knew I had to do some different things. It did not garner me any people attending from that. People who came were people that were like grassroots who basically did the legwork and got people there. But when you do it for the first time, you have to realize you may not make money. It's just you have to realize if you're in it for Real, you cannot let everybody come for free because when people come to something for free, if it's raining outside in Atlanta, they may not show up because it's raining. We know how it is raining yep. in Atlanta. I don't feel like driving downtown. Or, yep. Where's the location? It's on the north side of town. Oh, it's raining. It's fr- I'm not going because there's no skin in the game. When you pay, there is a vested interest that you will show up. So the game of event planning and having events is wonderful, but Atlanta is saturated with so many events that people have to pull from, and we're pulling from some of the same people to come to our events. So that's why a lot of my colleagues who do conferences are pulling back and scaling back from doing as many here. This year we normally do four TWEs. We're doing two, and we're taking it on the road because it's just such a saturation here. I know mine is a guide event. I've been doing it for 11 years, but it's time to do something different. So we're only going to do two this year. So it's, when you get into it, just understand when you really want to make money. And I've been blessed to have some amazing – let me talk about some of my sponsors – Hartsfield Jackson Atlanta International Airport. They're the Title Series sponsor, Southern Company Gas, Georgia Power, Citizens Trust Bank, Grady Health System, Panasonic Automotive, PGA, the Professional Golf Association, All Around Skin Care and Cosmetics, Global Concessions International, the Wonderfish, Turnkey Solutions. So I've been blessed to have some great, great sponsors. So that's just relationships over over the years. I got a lot of no's before I got yeses. But yeah. that helps in terms That's of underwriting true. the cost. So just when you get in the conference planning business, have your conferences just understand it is marketing. It can't just be stuff you do social media. You gotta pick up the phone, you gotta send personal emails, all those things to get people to show up. Yeah, and it's a lot of work. I think some people just yes. think, Oh, you know, Tasha's doing dancing is easy. It's not easy. It's not no, easy. And I, I told you dancing and I, Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish no, your, your thoughts. I told you yesterday. I, yeah, I just said I told you yesterday, and, I, and we're, we're going to make the announcement. You know, next year we're definitely going to Houston because um, for us, Houston was such an amazing. Those who attended Dare to Inspire Houston, and you've been asking for it, we're definitely going to Houston because I 100% agree with Nancy when it comes to the Atlanta market. But Atlanta's been good to us, like she said. We love Atlanta, but you know, we want to also take it different places. So yeah, well, it's not so, such, such, Atlanta is such a big place where everyone wants to come and. People People, this is the Mecca. So we want to come here. They want to do events. Yeah. You go to some other locations, they don't have as many. So people are they, they are hungry for that information. They're hungry for those events. Here you can pick any given day you have an event. There's 10, 20 things going on just like yours. People yep. have to decide where they're going to go to. Yep. So at the end of the day, it is who is a part of my tribe that's going to support me? Who are my people that are part of my network who are going to come out? Because that's the people that are generally going to show up. That are going to, and there's nothing yes. wrong with that. But it's just the fact that when you start going to other places, when I was in Savannah, they were hungry. They were really excited because they don't have as many there. And exactly. so you have to be thinking about it. exactly. it's okay to do it here, but just understand you're going to have to, you can't just put stuff on social media and think they're going to show up. Well, I posted it. The so one girl said, <laughs> I posted it on social media. I said, Did you call anybody? Well, no, but I had it on Instagram, social, and, and, and Snapchat and all these places. I said, But did you call people? 
Because you can have it out there on the social media platform. They see it, but they see thousands of others just like yours. And so yeah. making that extra call, call when I call people or the personal uh, personal email I send them, those are the ones that get people to press the button. But it's, like you said, it's a lot of work. Getting butts and seats is the most difficult part, getting paid butts and seats. Yeah, you can get butts and seats, but getting paid like butts and seats are, is the most difficult part See? of an event. Wow. I'm just keeping okay, it real. Okay, we have four minutes left. We, I know, I could, we could talk about this on and on and on. Now, I have another question. I want you to just talk briefly because a lot of people want to be authors, and you're an author. Could, so could you just share about your book and, you know, why you wrote the book? Well, I've done multiple books. The thing was that everyone has a book inside of them. Everybody does. Everyone has a story. And so what I tell people is that get you a spiral notebook. If you have something that you've learned a lesson on, it doesn't have to be a big book. People generally don't read big books. They read little books. So you could have a series of books. But what's something that you've learned that people need to know about? So when we did our first book, we did a compilation of about 20 women. We called it Sisters Together, Lessons Learned That Have Anchored Our Souls, which you're seeing a lot more people doing that, where they're getting a group of women together or men, whatever the case is, and everyone writes a story, and you have this uh, this group of stories in the book that has a common theme. And so in our first book we did Sisters Together, Lessons Learned That Have Anchored Our Souls. People shared stories about things that had happened to them and what was the anchor that kept them afloat. And so since then I've done several other books I've done, Real Women, Real Issues, Positive Collaborations for Business Success, where four of us got together and shared business topics. The most recent book I've done is Millennials and Beyond, Making the Leap from Texting to Talking, Helping Organizations Learn How to Leverage Millennials in the Marketplace, but also Teaching Millennials Business Etiquette. So it's just a desire as a, as a speaker when you speak for a living. It's always great to have product to take with you that people can buy when they come and hear you speak. So that's the impetus for wanting to do that. And it's to share information that people can use that will help them on their journey. I love that. And I love that you said get a book and, you know, and just journal and write, write things down, write things down. Now, Nancy, you've been so great, but I want to ask you, you know, final question, what advice do you have for women, you know, who are, who are um, just wanting to get into the game, any wisdom or any th- lessons that you've learned over time? You've shared a lot, but any final thoughts for women that, you know, again, wanting to develop a better you, a better them, um, that you can share? I just say one of my themes a couple of years ago, which is a book that will be coming out shortly, I did intentional quotes for a whole year. I think people have to be intentional with their behavior, with their actions, with what they say, what they do. Be authentic. Be women of integrity. Do what you say you're going to do. Life happens sometimes where you have to maybe not be able to fulfill something you set out to do, but always call and people know what happened. But authenticity, being intentional and being in people that are full of integrity, that will gain you volumes. Follow up and follow through. That is something that I've gotten business because I've not just followed up, I've followed through for another year. I've called people for a whole year before I got business, but because I kept calling them periodically, they finally said, i got to find something for you to do. So don't quit. Don't abandon the ship. If people have told you, I want to do business with you, let's engage. Do not give up. Keep going. Keep going. I, I love it. Stop. Keep going. Keep going. I love it, Nancy. You've been so great. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank Please you for having me. We have one minute left. Yes, you've been amazing. Tell people how they can get a hold of you. I know a lot of people on Instagram, Facebook. How can they reach you? They can reach me at 770-964-5533. That's 770 770- 
964-563-9645533. They can reach me on Instagram at Queen of Networking. That's Queen of Networking, all one word. On Facebook, Nancy J. E. Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. On LinkedIn, Nancy J. Lewis. So I'm on all the social media platforms. So you can find me there, and you can hear about our event. And if you want to register and know more information about the event, you can call me again at 770-964-5533 or go to the website, www.tweus.com. That's www.tweus.com. We'd love to see you on March 7th. It will be a God event that you will be happy that you showed up. Yes. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Tosi. Thank you. Yes, yes, applause, applause, thank you. Yay. <laughs> and her, the flyer for the podcast, where you can see her information, see her picture, is up on our Dare to Aspire page, and I'm going to send it out to the mailing list, and she's going to share it on her page as well. All right, everyone, have a great day, and remember, develop a better you. Thank you, Nancy, again. Thank you. Bye. All right, bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.